Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast with you. Is man, it's been so long. I fucked it up. <laughs> you're Bob. You're Bob Cahill. All right, that's who I am. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Good evening, ladies Hi. and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast with you. As always, is Bob live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Super stoked to be back, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't done a podcast in a while through Zoom. I mean, I, in real life, it's been even longer, but. I took a break doing podcasts in real life just because I've been so busy. But one thing came about that, you know, I needed to throw out the Brett Mad signal for, and that's to review this new film <laughs> called The Batman, you know? And I know a lot of people have been hitting me up about it. They're like, Bob, you know, the Batman movie is like inspired by Kurt Cobain. You like Nirvana, this, that, or whatever. I'm thinking that this film's made for me. Uh, yeah. That it's like, it's, uh, you know, like my time finally to get the Batman version I want, you know, but before I get I got, to mine, uh, first off, as ahead. a guest, I just want to welcome you back. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me again. I love it. It's always fun. I have to tell you real quick. I saw when yeah. I saw the movie opening night when the Thursday it came out mm-hmm. and I saw it with two friends and I swear to God, dude, I was giddy. I was giddy. I was like, oh man, this is, here we go. This is going to be awesome. As the lights dimmed, and the DC logo came on the screen. My first thought was, "Fuck! I wish Bob was here with me." Yeah, dude, and, it would have been dope. But yeah. and then maybe it, it would also, you know, continue though. Continue. Yeah. Tell me no. how. Like, like when you get there, did you feel like I did? Like you were just like suit. Like, thank you though for that compliment too. By the way, because mm-hmm. I too like also I would always like to go to a Batman film with. A, I have like, so many Batman friends. And you're mm-hmm. one of them who like I'll like text stuff too or something, you know, like where it's like, yeah. you know, because you've been dealing with this your whole life. This mm-hmm. is what people don't understand. It's like Batman seeps into your soul when you're like seven or eight years old. And then you're just like, damn, dude, I'm stuck with it forever now. It's like a tattoo. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you make the decision, you put it on you and maybe, you know, you got money to get rid of it later in life. But <laughs> it takes some work, you know. Yep. But I was I was excited and uh, I know you were, too. And I hit you up right away. And you said, you know, you thought of me and like I was like, oh, dude, this is even better. Tell me. Your initial thoughts before I get to mine, All I just right. the, well, the listeners want to know. Mm-hmm. Instead well, of getting it to the end and be like, well, I think in the last five seconds, my review is. <laughs> the I would say the opening um, the opening two scenes. Uh, with you know, we're going full full blown spoilers, right? Um, but the opening two scenes with the Riddler and yeah. the introduction of Batman, and we got that little um, oh, what do you call it? Uh, oh my god, I'm just going blank again, Jesus. Um, but you got kind of like a quick summary of everything that's kind of been happening mm-hmm. in Gotham, like for the last two years. And those two scenes, like back to back, I was like, holy shit. I'm like, this is something else. This is something like this is going even way more serious than the Nolan trilogy. And like, I knew it was going to be that. I knew it was going to be dark and everything. But I would say in that first like half hour, I was I was completely in. I was like, man, this is awesome. Um, I, I even forgot half the time I was watching Pattinson. Pattinson. Like it didn't even bother me. Yeah. Like I don't know how I would feel with him in the suit. Um, but I forgot it was him half the time. And what I loved about it was like, you know, I would say 90% of the movie is him in the suit at all times, which is something we haven't really seen, you know, Ever, in, a, yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and like a mix of day and night scenes, you know, um, which I thought was really cool. Um, but initially, like, I loved it. And the thing that drew me in right away was, I think it, it was the first Batman movie where we have his point of view and the narration, which I kind of have been waiting for because I think that point of view has always been such a huge part of the comic book you know, as far back as I can remember reading, I just, you know, that Batman narration in the comic is so key sometimes to like getting inside his psyche. And, you know, the book that I kept thinking of the most was um, Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just the way Frank Miller wrote his inner monologue, you know, like he, yeah. it was just mm-hmm. so well written. And I'm like, I feel like that's an aspect they never really fully captured in any Batman film was like that internal. And what I loved was like him writing in this diary kind of alludes to the, the Gotham know, project. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like that, that, mm-hmm. that monologue he would always have. And like any, any comic He's book explaining the monologue. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw what they did. I, I loved that. I was like, wow, they're really, this is cool. Like so far it's already a completely different Batman film. And, you know, we've had, so many up to this point it's like you know when when is it going to start deviating and doing something different and like right away i was like oh man i'm hooked um and then i then i went back and saw it again the next night so i saw it thursday i saw it friday um each time with different people Mm -hmm. and um the second viewing i really started noticing like uh my flaws with it It, as much as i loved it you know Mm -hmm. I started picking things apart and like I found when I left the theater the second time, I was like, you know, I still really dig it. I, I, it's definitely one of my top favorite Batman films. I was like, but there's just some things that nag me about it. <laughs> so I'm curious. Cause I know <laughs> it's been funny. You've been shooting me emails kind of showing me, uh, you know, your unhappiness with the film. And I didn't even want, I didn't want to yeah, engage uh, with you at all. I was it, like, oh yeah, man. So I'm, I'm going to engage. It. All right. So, yeah. So I, okay. So fair game, hundred percent honesty. I too, for the first, maybe 22, 25 minutes, I was hooked. I was like, oh my God, this is yeah. definitely what you said when they showed Gotham and Gotham had this like really weird green screen look type. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm like, what's going on here with this look, these motorcycles, yeah. you know, um, and I knew it was different, but I was into it. I, I love the introduction of um, it not starting off, you know, traditionally like on Batman on the rooftop. Yeah. Whatever, it's the Riddler. I like that. I like the thing with the kid. I thought that was cool. It's all, you know, Hitchcock POV stuff. Yeah. And then the introduction of Batman on the subway, you know, tracks. I was like, I'm in. And then, you know, I just, I already committed this whole afternoon away and i'll tell all the listeners too like my main gripe with everything these days is the fact that my son's six they make toys for this yes but i can't take tyler to go see this film you're absolutely right man david my son he just turned 10 he wants to see it and the number one red flag was it's three hours long and (laughs) his rebuttal to me was well endgame was three hours and i watch that every time and i'm like (laughs) that is a great point i'm like you are right i said but this isn't an adult three-hour movie i said you know there's not a lot of major action scenes you know and i just i i wouldn't take i think i even put that on facebook when i put out like my little general review i was like you know 
It's not a kid-friendly film, but yet I'm at Target last night yeah, trying to decide everywhere. what Batman doll I want to buy for myself, by the way. But I'm like so the toy. The toys are made for the, my cho- yeah. our children. They're made for us, the 18 to 49 year olds. Okay, thank right. you, marketing and all that. But you know the thing that just sucks about that is it's a, it's really it's to meant be. to be. Batman's must be enjoyed with your family. Correct. You know what I mean? Like I, it's a generational thing. He's been around 75 plus years. And then you know here comes my main gripes with the film. And like this is crazy too because usually lately I guess I've been a hater since ever since B- Batman versus Superman. <laughs> I, we I, I haven't had. So the movie just goes south for me because of the script, not because of Pattinson. Mm-hmm. I too also kind of like like the way he approached Batman. It has this like soft spoken, very methodical, you know, yeah. like him using his eyes as the detective. You know, uh, like the whole I honestly of thought the, the stain. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't mean to cut you off, but just because no, it's fine. I know it's fine. I'll forget this is it Batman. later. This is Batman, so it's good. Keep going. Um, that's one of the things I loved was that this film captured number one, what I feel like it would honestly be in real life. If I'm a cop and I'm at a murder scene, right. Mm-hmm. And I'm there and I turn around and the next thing I got this guy walking in and yeah. like a cape and a mask. Mm-hmm. I think everyone in the room now I'm talking real life. Everyone in the room would be mm-hmm. like, what the hell is this guy? Like those scenes jokes. were good. I agree. Brett. Yeah. He was and I was down through the darkness. Right. Like yeah, in, that, in the beginning, he, in the beginning where the people are scared to like look down the alley, like, oh, I'm not oh, going to yeah. Batman might be down there. I got yeah. that. And I thought that was cool. But God, they just lost me during this. You know, so like, let's just my main gripe with the film is this. He's supposed to be the world's greatest detective. I get it. He's in year two, whatever. But the whole movie's plot jump off point after the amazing first act is that we're going to go find the rat and bring the rat into the light. And like, it's just not entertaining. Because two mm-hmm. things happen here. One, he's introduced to Catwoman, who Catwoman who also has um, other relationships with the rat. But mm-hmm. it's just boring. It's like he like just trying to do this Chinatown thing, and it's just like it, there's no mystery to it. There's no mystery that makes it worthy of Batman's detective skills, even at his infant stages of being Batman. And also, too, like some of the scenes were just so melodramatic for me. Like at the ending with the the, the, the flare, I'm just like really. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered the film War of the Planet of the Apes, not the one that he did before that, which I thought was good, but the War of the Planet of the Apes was it's not really memorable, except for, I guess, when Woody Harrelson yeah, faces Woody, off. Yeah, Woody was that's pretty it. good. Very but slow, it, slow-paced so, movie. So, so, so then I listened to a podcast and I read that, you know, like um, Matt Reeves was approached by Warner Brothers before there wasn't even a script to be like, we want you to direct this film. That's a mistake, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay? And this is what happens here. It's like, he makes this three-hour opus. Some people love it. Some people, like myself, just are like, what's going on here with this like 45-minute chunk you all could have taken out? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. It's Definitely should not have been three hours. It is too long. Yes, it's I agree. It's too long. And there, there's parts of it that don't make any sense to me as a Batman fan, too. Why does it look like a cathedral inside Wayne Manor? But Wayne Manor is apparently in Wayne Tower. Mm-hmm. Because right. when Alfred blows up the bomb... Yeah, it's the exterior Wayne shot of, 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 of dude, I was just like, what's going on here? So, like, when remember we were talking about the early parts of the film when it was like uh, the world building and stuff. That's yeah. one thing I just don't get. Even um, students of mine are like, what's going on with that? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a weird choice, right? Like, who, who, how do you get that shit up into the apartment building? Like, they have to like, oh, create yeah. it up. That's a good point. I didn't even think about Thomas that. Wayne did that. <laughs> I think the problem that they're running into is 
we've seen so many different iterations of Gotham City, Wayne Manor. It's like, well, what can we do that hasn't been done yet? And I think that's the first time you've actually seen Wayne Manor in the city it's, itself. So I was yeah. so I was like, all right, well, that's that's different. You know, that, that didn't yeah. bother me. Um, like the architecture inside, I thought was actually pretty cool because it felt just very gothic. You know, we get really leaned into that gothic you know, um, Art Deco. Yeah, but the, but my problem with it though is like the Thomas Wayne character, I guess he, Thomas Wayne must have inherited from his dad, of course, but that character just seemed like that wouldn't be how he would be living. Mm. The one they portrayed in like the advertisements. And then yeah. like, let's jump all over the plot. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think that Paul Dana was a great, great actor. I didn't care about the Riddler because it was like, they try to do what they did in Seven where you, you never really get to know the killer yeah. to the end. And, and like with this, that's a mistake because it's like that's what makes I don't I don't know how to explain it. It was just like I never really cared about him until like the final 10, 15 minutes. And I'm like, I didn't know what his motivation was. And also I felt like, you know, him just being like, by the way, my dad's a reporter. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm going to blow up the city and eh, there's going to be mm-hmm. a flood. There's no mention of flooding. There's no mentioning the riddles of flooding, if I recall mm-hmm. correctly. Mm-mm. And to me, no. it just felt like unsteady, unsteady pacing. And it's like, damn it, dude, if you're going to take it away from my kid, at least make it worthy. Yeah. <laughs> my intelligence as a Batman fan to make it worth. At least Robert Pattinson is worthwhile because I do believe he's a good Batman. I hope that I mean, Rat yeah. Reeves is obviously going to get the sequel again. But I mean, I don't know. That's yeah. just my overall thought, though. It's just like that middle part. And also like the whole woke thing at the end. And like, look, I'm all for equal rights. I'm all for equality across the board but they really try to go on the nose with like some of the parts of the ending there and i'm just like god dude like i can't believe i'm watching a batman movie it hmm. felt like i was watching like a, like a drama drama to like drama of like you know a drama of a batman film towards the end there i'm just like hmm. all of a sudden we're in the superdome new orleans like what's going on like oh what's right. happening you know like so much imagery there towards the end that wasn't associated at all in the marketing or the look of the film that they did. Like that whole finale to me is just like maybe like a reshoot or something, you know, like it, hmm. it didn't, it came out of nowhere really. By the way, I've got bombs. Right. You got to have bombs, I guess. Like, I, I don't know. I just. Yeah. And none of the, well, you know, honestly, I think it, it kind of gets brought up in the ending scene where he finally goes and confronts him. Um, with the, I think he's in Blackgate, right? They put him in Blackgate in this one, right? Or is it Arkham? I can't remember. Was it the, what, oh, I think it's blood, wolf blood or something or blood. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. I, I thought it was, well, whatever it is, but um, when he goes and visits him, visits him there, he kind of like is surprised that he didn't, learn about the bombs because he's like he's like oh you didn't see the whole picture (laughs) alluding to the fact that he missed the carpet um whatever that thing was called i that that movie taught me that i never knew what that was until this movie i was like oh he's like well at least i'm yeah hey i did it and i was like well at least i know what that is now but um i think he gathers he was supposed to get it from that and he just missed it and that's the other thing like the movie really sets up that Batman is just the smartest guy in the room. Like, you know, you got the crime scene photographer following him around in the murder scene and taking mm-hmm. pictures at things he was looking at. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome because everybody knows. Like, be, yeah. But it's then at the same time, yeah. he yeah, always figure figures like, out the riddles. Like, I loved it. Like, there was no, like, there's a couple of times in the yeah. film where he gets it quick and I'm like, yes, that's what I want. 
but he's never ahead of the Riddler. That's the thing. Like he's always playing catch yeah. up. Yeah, and this and, guy's got tape. Yeah, and like <laughs> basically, you know, the Riddler pretty much plays out his entire plan except the bombs, you know, and he doesn't get Bruce Wayne, but yeah, like, how about this? They're just, they're just Bat- constantly Batman, catching them. Um, they're Bat- constantly Bat- catching them. When Batman goes there and like uh, Edward, is this even named Nash? What, what was his last never, name? Yeah, well, I don't know. Cause yeah. Cause in the second rewatch, I it was, was Enigma. Yeah, it was definitely wasn't Enigma. That, that wasn't even said. But yeah, the Edward Nashton, I think, was the name, and that he was something a quote, like re- that reporter who uncovered this. Yeah, but yeah. That, I, 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 by I don't the know, way, that, we've made it, no it mention really of this clear. at all in the two or the two <laughs> and a half hours at all. But we want you to know this at the end that the Riddler's dad was Tom Brokaw from Action News. Yeah, it, it just threw me for a loop. But the, the the scene I'm talking about is when Batman comes to question him, and there's there's a part where I, <laughs> I've only seen it once, but the way it played out to me in the theater was. I think Paul Dano like looks at like Pattinson, Pat, you know, Pattinson's as Batman, and like he's like Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Is that and, you? Like, bat, 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 yeah, and like, but no, like he he said from what I remember from the script, he's not asking him if he's Bruce Wayne. He's right. saying it like he didn't get Bruce Wayne. He didn't but, get him. It, but Pattinson's reaction is like, wait a minute, does he know what Bruce Wayne? Thank God. He Is didn't. that how it plays out in the second viewing? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because he thinks the whole time he knows who he is. And but like that that real and this is what I love about Pattinson as Batman that I feel he's, like I see I agree though about that. So it's like I'd like his Batman, eyes, dude. He but not in the his eyes. Yeah. His eyes. Like yeah. he did so much with his eyes through the entire movie that like I honestly don't think I don't Any even other remember. Batman's done. Yeah, I think Bale did it to an extent. Yeah, Bale's eyes though were so secluded in that mask yeah. where it was just like a little, you know yep. what I mean? Like I agree though that like the some, some of the lighting parts too definitely. There's one part I remember where he like picks up the clue or whatever. And it's Catwoman because he sees the boot and the photograph or whatever, and his eyes go crazy like Adam West. Yeah, there was a couple mm-hmm. references definitely to like the '66 thing definitely with like you know, I like the way the cow looks in this, and I I think that the next time we see this iteration though. It'll be different. It won't look like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I don't yep. think so. yeah. But I like the mask, though. I like the approach to the mask, and I like the ability to, you know, there's no I wasn't, to it. I wasn't crazy about it when they first released it. Um, but then, like, once I started reading that it was supposed to be in, like, the second year, I thought the same mm-hmm. thing you did. I was like, oh, okay, it's going to, he's going to make this makeshift thing, and mm-hmm. um, the next movie, they're going to pull a Dark Knight, you know? He'll be in a new suit in the next movie. Um, An interesting thing would be the, the next movie to show the arc of him becoming Bruce Wayne. Like it would be interesting to see a Batman movie about, like you know, this long-haired version dude learning to become the actor Bruce Wayne. Yeah, instead of because Batman. He, yeah, instead of Batman. So it's like a whole movie about him. Well, trying trying to put on the Ritz. I know, honestly like, think that. You know, I think it's the, the sequel's already. I mean, they're already talking casting about the next movie and stuff. Um, uh, well, how did you I, feel about the Joker scene? I mean, like you know the well, ending. You know about I, the, the additional yeah. scene, right? Yeah, I yeah. know about. Okay. Yeah, um, you know about the origin of like how he got the smile, right? Yep. So I it was like for the people who don't know, he had a yeah, birth defect, like the Elephant Man, and he's always permanently smiling. Is the mm-hmm. iteration of this Joker in the Batman universe? Again, it's like, what can we do differently? 
you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, I like that idea. You know, I'm not going to hate on Matt Reeves. I mean, he did Cloverfield, yeah. you know, and I like that film. And, but you know, I, which, I just, I don't know. I didn't, it didn't feel detective to, to me at all. Did you, like True Detective season one, right? Right. That felt oh. detective to me. Yeah. You know, we that, love that. That felt detective. Like, and like, I yeah. just kept thinking, like, man, imagine if Nick Pizzolatto or whatever his name, Pizzy, if he tackled a Batman script, like a true yeah. detective, like, because the way they were hyping this up was like, look, this is the greatest detective Batman story ever. And I'm like, it's not, you know, well, people I are mean, telling him, th- I don't know. I, I, did you yeah, ever well, no, read, like it, the 70s stuff where like, like Batman goes to Europe and he's doing like, I think it's the Danny O'Neill run. I forget the numbers, but I mean, like there's some great detective stories where Batman is just super smart. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. beyond smart. And it's just like, I, I don't know if we've ever seen that at all. Well, I think you, the most we've ever gotten was in this movie. You know, it was, it was definitely the most... I know, I know. But seeing Batman is up to me like, ah. Yeah. Well, that's, and here, this kind of goes now with my gripes of the film. The problem is, you know, through all the, uh, what's it been now? Uh, at least two years since this movie was like announced, right? Or maybe even longer. I think five, really, okay. right? This has been a yeah, long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Right? I mean, like, but they've constantly have made the comparison, you know, that, Reeves was heavily inspired by Seven, and um, yeah, like, which you and I have uh, shared lament right. for. Now, like Seven for. Seven is my second favorite mm-hmm. movie of all time. As much as I love Seven, the problem I had with this movie was it just took its influences and just wore it on its sleeve. Yeah, like, way yeah. too, like specifically to the point where they lifted scenes and character looks you know um give me an example yeah well the riddler straight up looks like the zodiac killer now granted in real life that you know there's exactly yeah. account, that's what he looks like and i remember reading an interview where reeve said it's also inspired by fincher's zodiac which is another movie i love and i think is a very underrated movie um, now that's a great detective uh story very good. but it's a detective story told through a guy it's a cartoonist for anybody yeah. out there who wants to watch it's on netflix it's also too David Three Fincher hours. film and that give it can you imagine a Batman the Batman directed by David Fincher? Yeah, with a script by um uh yeah, who did you say who did True Detective? What was his name? Nick not, Pizzolatto. Not, I mean he'd be yeah, he'd Nick, be good, but Pizzolatto. you know who'd be better? Um uh what what's the I don't know, you know, I mean like I just don't know, but I do agree with you with the fact. One of the things you said at the very beginning of the show is like the whole voiceover, the narration stuff, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, it just sets up acts. It doesn't go throughout. Like to me, like it was a mis- like if I had Robert Pattinson's eyes, right? You do, by the way. But go ahead. Do do the voiceover of thank you the voiceover of <laughs> him the whole time and like show him. Because they kept talking like, oh, this is the Batman with the mental health crisis. You know what I mean? Like, show us his mental health crisis through every single scene and never have him Mm. talk. Because I really don't think Batman would talk in real life. I don't. I don't think, like, Bruce Wayne would. I just don't. You know what I mean? It would be interesting to just have, like, an internal dialogue the whole time. Like, imagine, like, a fight scene choreographed where it's just, like, brutal, brutal, hit by hit. But Bruce Wayne's dialogue, voiceover, just, like, you know, like showing just yeah. how mad he is in his mind. You know what I mean? Like, and it could really, mm-hmm. really, I think that's 
how they really if they ever do another Batman like TV series, you know what I mean? For adults, I mm-hmm. guess, because that's all we're going to get. Not that the kids are out, by the way. Here's mm-hmm. one idea, too. It's going to tangent real quick. I pitched this to a student today. I, thought, I was Warner Brothers. Why aren't you making a PG-13 version and a PG version and releasing both hmm. simultaneously? Or no, a rated R version or a PG version. That would be the most marketable thing to do, right? So you got yeah. one version for us where we can go as adults and have fun and uh, look, there's violence mm-hmm. or whatever. And then film another version, you know, like the first Anchorman film. They filled two movies in one, really. You know what I mean? They had a yeah. budget. Or at least a way to do it with a green screen. Well, or at least maybe put out the PG version in theaters. And then when you release it on, you know, media, put it, you know, the R version, the director's cut or something. You know what I mean? You want more seats in the theater, right? So you want families, right? Not the. I mean, honestly, man, there was, um, there was a couple times where I kind of looked around the theater and I saw a lot of kids and I was just like, man, I wonder what they're thinking right now. Like this film Lear, it's it, it's a horror story with Batman in it, you know. It's yeah. it's seven, yeah. it's seven with Batman. That's how I saw they it. Try, and see, that's the problem. They try to be seven, and it's like it's so on the nose that they're trying to be seven, and exactly. so especially to the point with, with, where I with really got annoyed. Logo. Yes. Oh, I thought you were just going to say this too, but the part, and it's a huge plot point, and the whole time. I didn't give a shit because in my mind, I'm like, I can't believe like this is a a direct lift of seven. And it's a scene where they're in his apartment going through his notebooks. And, you know, you got Brad Pitt, a.k.a. Batman, walking around the scene. Oh, yeah. You know what, dude? I blocked that out. I blocked that out. But I remember in the theater thinking exactly the same thing. How dare they do this? How dare they do this? And I was like. The notebook. The notebook. No, look. Yes. And but, dude, even the specifics of the scene, like if you go back and watch Seven, you got um, it happens. It happens after uh, John Doe gets discovered for the first time. Well, no, it's kind of like that. So, yeah, no, they go to the apartment. They get the lead from the guy who works for like the FBI. um, Who's been running libraries. It's it's in reverse. And then by the the, the lady's like, oh, and by the way. I saw somebody going down the fire escape. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, by the way. Here we oh, go. by the right way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. No so detective bad, work. Dude. We're just going to have a random it's, woman. It's come like up they gave up it. towards the end of the script. They're like, ah, I got no ideas. Maybe somebody mm-hmm. saw him coming down the fire escape. You know, it's like. Yeah. But I, honestly, man, I think we're going to see it probably, especially when it comes out on uh, home media. But, you know. We're going to see a YouTube video where it's the apartment scene from Seven and the apartment scene from The Batman. And it's going to be merged together to show you how. Because, like, literally, you got Batman walking around the apartment, looking at stuff like Mills, right? And then you got Gordon reading the copy books like Somerset with a flashlight, reading specific lines out to the room. And I'm like, holy shit, man. I'm like, you couldn't do something different? Yeah, they really did. It's like I'm surprised Fitcher hasn't commented on it really. I mean, like, I didn't even like look and do like, like I said, seven is like one to me. It's we've discussed this many times. It's a perfect here's the thing, too, that you love it, and it's Batman. They're trying to do it. Here's another (laughs) problem that you you demonstrated, too, is the relationship between Mills and Somerset. It's like you see it their first meeting, you see them become, you know, partners, and then you care for them. There wasn't a moment where I really cared for Gordon and Batman, except for when they made the one joke, which came out of nowhere. 
You know what I mean? I was like, oh, we're the, yeah, yeah. Like you can take this key and then you go out that way. And like, I was like, okay, like they're, they're trying to have fun. Okay. But it was like so left field. I'm like, okay. Like, but like, it just didn't, there was no relationship between them that I felt was like credible. Like they could. Yeah. They're already friends. They're like, they're, they're kind of already partners when it starts off, you know? I I guess that like, there's the resistance of the force. I like that in the beginning when he's walking through there and everyone's like, what's he doing here? And like the one guy's Mm -hmm. like, I, 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 you know, but like they never like told like they should like show us like at least why he put his neck out there. Like what happened like between the two of these guys mm-hmm. for, for Gordon to like put his neck out and like his job, like, you know what I mean? Like it just felt like, Oh, we just should go along with it because we've always yeah. gone along with it, but it felt like a missed opportunity, especially if it's like year two, you well, know what I mean? What, it's like, if it's year two, is... like how, how did he fix everything in one year? Took out right. the Joker gang. <laughs> And how did uh like Gordon's only a lieutenant in this, right? So I mean I don't know. I work in the court system. You think I would know this idea? Like I did, and you saw it twice. I mean, (laughs) right? But does the lieutenant have that power to like bring in a vigilante? We can't and to and to get a spotlight. Be like, yo, we're taking the city. Like you're only a lieutenant, dude. Like, come on, what's going on here? Step down. What are you doing with this guy? And like, I guess the, I, you know, the, I, I was, I've watched a few reviews online. And one of the reviews that cracked me up was uh, Ben Shapiro's review. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get a chance, watch it because it's hysterical. But one of the points he brings up, he's like, and Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, he's the same as Batman. And it's like, well, they're trying to show you that, you know what I mean? Like, he's trying to be Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but he really he doesn't care about out. being Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he, he's tortured. You know what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. a tortured guy. But it's just like I I get it for that type of person. They need some sort of I don't know. I, well, it just seems I like I had to go it. along with a lot. That kind of came back at the end though, because like you know when the movie starts off, you know he's just full on rage, and you know I'm mm-hmm. vengeance. That's what he says. I'm vengeance. You know, and they they really hammer yeah, that down. Calling him that, right? Catwoman specifically. Is that his name in this universe? Because does anybody call him Batman except the Riddler? I, you know, that's funny now. Two times. I don't think, I don't know if anyone, well, I mean, the Riddler is, is, does. Is he... Yeah, he does. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> but but you know, I, uh... like, I, also, I also feel like Catwoman, like, look, she's a great actress. I loved her in um, Pretty, I forget the name of the show on Showtime or whatever, HBO, but mm-hmm. Zoe Kravitz is a great actress. But really, I mean, like, what was going on between her and Batman in this film? Like, the relationship yeah. between her and you know um Falcone, mm-hmm. it, it just there was the, I didn't care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There was no oh, he, and then Batman's jealous, and I'm just like, this is weird. Yeah, what's I feel up like with Batman jealous. Like, what's going on in this movie right now? <laughs> I feel like she kind of got shoehorned in on like other yeah, plots. Dude, they always you know? do. Why? Mm-hmm. Did, like everyone from like since, since what the first film where they did it, I guess was. Was it Batman Returns? Where like, there's two villains, not one. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Penguin right? and Catwoman, and and then like people are like, no, there's got to be three now. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's a mistake. It's a mistake to think that you need multiple villains. And look, mm-hmm. pick one. You don't need the both of them. I mean, like, well, how about Dark Knight Rises? Dark Knight Rises in the last twenty minutes. Oh, hey, look, it's Talia. Oh yeah. See, that's what like, I'm saying, dude. We've never like the dark. Look, I love the Dark Knight. I look back at it with fine regard, with even some of its plot holes. Mm-hmm. That in my old age, I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, like yeah, what's going same. on here, you know? But you know, it's just like <laughs> I was, I was transported when I was there. 
Dude, there was a look. I I can't even believe I'm going to say this on the podcast, but there was a moment, maybe two hours and thirty, maybe like no, yeah, two hours and like five minutes, ten minutes into it, I almost fell asleep, dude. And I have <laughs> never, ever fallen asleep in a Batman film. Yeah, but dude, wow. I am old now, and I'm napping again on weekends and shit. But I mean, like, mm-hmm. it just—I mean, I don't mind being in the dark either. I like rainy days like today as we record this podcast. But I mean, like. I just wanted to get out of there so bad. Wow. You know? Yeah. See, now the first time I didn't feel the runtime because I was so into it and I was just like, you know, captivated. I, I get, I get that. Too, but man. the I get second that whole Friday history. night to like I, the second act drags horribly. And there's definitely a good chunk. I think you said earlier, like a 45 minutes you could cut out that was Completely. just like a little just too much you know um I, I freak, i'm trying to remember there was a scene but i was like man this scene just goes on like way too long yeah ah, there's a couple can't remember what it was now it's weird but, um, too because like i also had the amnesia part of this this part of the film i remember mm-hmm. very well the first 22 minutes i'm like yeah dude this is oh look at this batman coming he's coming out of mm-hmm. shadows i never saw that before the boots it reminded yeah. me of uh inglorious bastards remember when uh, uh the bear jew yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I thought that that was really cool, like homage maybe in a way. And they did it twice. Yeah. I think. The second time was even better. I, did I, like I will that. say this movie has the best introduction of Batman. It, it's like yeah, other than him coming 89 Batman, which I still love. Yeah. But, well, I, dude, I, I, I of his podcast, um, the boots. Yeah. So like, what's the podcast I listen to? It's um, it's worth definitely checking out if you're a Batman fan because it's Matt Reeves like explaining everything he did on the uh, oh really I got a film it's thing. it's the dude from uh, it's happy suit happy sad confused with Josh Horowitz it's the latest episode Matt Reeves goes through the whole thing oh okay and he said and he starts off by saying in the podcast <coughs> excuse me that um he really wanted to start off in the Riddler's POV because he, every other film's Batman mm-hmm. and I thought that well, was interesting too because I'm like why is Batman Oh, this is a Batman. Yeah, dude. But I love that. When I first saw it, I thought we were seeing Batman's point of view. And I yeah. was like, wow. And it, was, it went on so long. And I'm like, whoa, this is awesome. And you could hear it was the cool breathing. when the kid got stabbed the dad, like pretend you're like, wait a minute. Is yeah. this real? I was like, oh, I've never seen this before. So my hopes were really high. But it's just I, was, I really like, thought I, it was going to be Batman. Dude, I go through the Facebook news thing in the morning, right? Because it's got all the Batman stuff. And like, I saw this yeah. one thing this morning that was like, Warner Brothers wanted the three hour cut. Dude, show mm. me the people who mm. were like, this is it. We'll get less money, less viewings. <laughs> this part of the movie is the yeah. best part ever. The less, the less viewing. Anything about it. Yeah. That's a good point about the, but you know, I, I think if anything, they showed, especially with like the Snyder cuts, people will take a long, superhero movie and then you know there's a couple marvel movies that are you know no way home i think clocks in uh like what two and a half i think almost or just almost three but again that movie i I never really felt the running time either um but i just my hopes were so high this time dude i I, you know i i didn't watch any of the trailers i i had seen like one bit of it and i was like oh my god this looks too good i can't you know (laughs) But they didn't show any of that middle part. You know what I mean? And yeah, well, that's another thing whole, too. It's just I feel bad. like they didn't you know really I mean? give like, too much away. Like, there's some things in the trailer where I'm like, "Damn!" Like, it really you had to show that. But and also the penguin too, bro. It's like, what's what's uh, good? Yeah. Do we need him? Do we need him in this Oz? Do we what? 
I got to go see well, the Penguin yeah, at this club. Well, it's did you see the news know. that broke today? Because originally there was yeah. going to be an HBO Max series centered around like Gotham PD. And then yeah, it became, Batman's oh, first year. right. And then it became, oh, we're going to shift it around to Arkham. Mm-hmm. And then as of like, a, I don't know, maybe two hours ago, I was just on the news and saw that it's now pivoted into a show called The Penguin. And it's going to be about yeah. him. Uh, I didn't really have any connection towards his penguin at all. I mean, like, it's great. The people that go, oh, the prosthetics are so great. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like you're playing like a, you're wearing makeup to be, I don't know. It just, it felt off to me. And as a Batman fan, I don't know. It's just like, it's the same problem, dude. They do it every time. Let's put them all in there. Get every mm-hmm. villain possible. There's mm-hmm. no, the last film that we have seen with one villain is 89, I believe. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got you got Harvey Dent in there, but that's pre Two Face. You got um, yeah, Billy D. Williams, yeah. but, but there's but, no. Yeah, well, I, I guess Jack Palance. Yeah, Jack Palance was a great. He was a great adversary. Jack, Jack. Maybe we can cut a deal. Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. Just, let's just let's just quote the '89 Batman from here on out, dude. That dude's should, head should be frozen somewhere, man. They they got to bring him back for some more push-ups at another Academy Award, you know. <laughs> But Let I, me I ask just you this. More. Yeah, go ahead. Ask what. What what is as of right now? What is your number one favorite Batman film? It's always going to be eighty nine. Yeah. I just love eighty nine so much, just because it meant so much to me, and I have so many memories as a child of it. Of like you know, um, it was like you know hot that night, and like I remember the news at five thirty, like covering like local area mm-hmm. like multiplexes and like. Yep the feeling of like not being able to get a ticket till that Sunday, the feeling of like going into like a department store and just seeing like wall to wall Batman t-shirts mm-hmm. and beach member, like stuff like, you know, crazy stuff, magazines. I remember the 89 Batman. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I recently just had a friend of mine give me the entire 89 trading cards collection, which, which I used to That's have, awesome. but they, mm-hmm. for whatever, you know, they disappeared over time, but he literally gave me the box Mm-hmm. and the wrapping and i was like oh my god it, dude it took me right back and i was like i have to open up one pack yeah just to, just to see what the you know just to hold it again to look at it and i'm like i also because i have this weird <laughs> whatever you want to call it i was like i gotta try this gum i'm like how old is this gum i'm like i, I got no way dude, dude. oh yeah i totally dude i got cancer i don't give a shit you know what i mean i was like <laughs> And, and it, it was pretty awful. I'm not going to lie. It took a while to get to that gelatinous mass we all love. But anyway. Yeah. Um, that's awesome, that though, man. I've, they, they, there's a, occasionally on the weekends, they sell the Batman uh, cards. Like a, They have like a trading card thing. Mm-hmm. You know, in the middle of the floor there, guys come out and stuff. But yeah. Oh, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite. And then also, I guess, like my second favorite, oddly enough, is going to be Batman Forever. Just because that also was like the last film before, I guess, like I had just left childhood completely and became you know a pubertized male mm-hmm. <laughs> but i loved jim carrey at the time and yeah. i remember thinking like oh my god he's gonna be the riddler mm-hmm. and i still like that version uh, it's just it's wild it's weird it's not yet as campy as batman uh, batman and robin yeah uh it's got a wild opening you know mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the safe oh, and stuff i remember this, yep yeah it, it's just <laughs> off the wall the whole time and like the visual mm-hmm. look of it to me as a kid was like I didn't never saw anything like that. And I think it got copied a lot after that too. Like the yeah, neon yeah. look of the futuristic, you know, and dystopia. it gave us uh, gave us a great U2 song. 
Oh yeah, the, Kiss uh, Me, Kill Me, Thrill Me. Uh, so good. And Kiss from a Rose, right? That was that movie, you, right? Was it yeah, Seal? that movie too. Yep. Dude, that guitar riff is awesome. Oh, it's so good. When they play that live still, I'm like, oh yeah, Batman, baby. <laughs> I know, right? Everybody's like, what? It's like, I remember the video too. It's animated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I do. So I still love the 89. Movie? I go Dark Knight. No, Dark Knight's my favorite. Then I go 89. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, I, I, I absolutely love um, like even Batman Begins. You know, this movie had a, a kind of Batman Begins. It kind feel. of felt like that. Yeah, totally. I agree with that. Because I remember I when I saw Batman Begins, there's that chunk when he first comes back to Gotham and he's, he's got his suit. You know, Bale's doing some detective work. You know, he's in this, that apartment and when Scarecrow comes it. in. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking then in the theater, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. They're leaning into the Batman as a detective. Yeah, they no did do movie this detective other... stuff. The ballistics and, tests of the Joker. All that, yeah. So mm-hmm. I feel like this movie took, just like, took that idea and just went further. It's like, oh, what if we take that second act of Batman Begins and just make that our entire movie? Um how about when yeah, he tried to jump off the building, dude, and he couldn't do it, like, uh, right the first... Dude, that was a boner moment. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, oh, that was and, cool. that, and that brings me... And this, you know, we're, we're saying so many things that we didn't like, but the one thing I loved the most was all that point-of-view stuff when he was on his on the bike, bike, in the car, yeah. when he's flying. It's almost like a GoPro is attached looking at him. Totally, yeah. And, like, when he jumps off that roof, his head is, like, at the top of the frame. And like, you know, his body's just kind of mm-hmm. going like, and I'm like, man, this is cool. Again, how many different ways yeah. can we see Batman jump off the building? You know, like, so when that I, moment I, I happened. I almost felt like, do you know when he like, he hits the car, right? And he mm-hmm. falls. I almost felt yeah. like that would have been a good introduction scene almost in a way to like let, remember how I was saying like for the audience member probably who's not antiquated enough to be like, yeah, this is year two. Like, you know, I know exactly where we're at. Like, if you right. would do something that in the beginning to show that the physical, he's not there yet. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't really, in the beginning, to me, from, like, a cinema goer's point of view, he walks in, all the cops let him walk in, he's the man already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, to me, when he's struggling later, I'm like, wait a minute, I thought he was, how did he get all this you know, respect? Look at it. Yeah. If he's still training, he shouldn't be allowed. It's just, like, they did that for effect, and I'm like, they gotta write this shit with some, like, true... Like people like us, dude. Like citizen of mm. like, okay, what do you think Mm-mm. of this? Like for the next like fifty-five minutes, we're gonna drag it mm. through the mud <laughs> until we come up to the plan that we're gonna go through Riddler's notebooks like the movie seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't say anything because then he's gonna go get a cup of tea. We're not or excuse me, a cup of uh, cappuccino. We're not gonna ask where he gets the smiley face from, you know, mm-hmm. or excuse me, the, the question mark. God, dude, I, like I just I, I mean, like the experience of like Spider-Man a few months ago in the theater mm-hmm. sold out. There was people is, laughing I mean, at stuff in this film that weren't, they weren't supposed yeah. to be laughing. Right. Yeah, dude. I, um, what you was know, it's bad when that's happening. You know yeah, what I mean? No, like, there was like, this, wait, uh, the scene people were laughing at the most. Um, when I first saw it was that like <laughs> interi- the interrogation scene when like you finally get to hear like Riddler talk in his like normal way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, they laughed at mine too. He was like, "Yeah, they were laughing at him." You call for yeah. me, right? <laughs> See, I, dude, I love Paul Dano. I loved him. I do too, Prisoners. man. I love him in There Will Be Blood. Movie. I tell people all the time oh. to watch that, dude. 
Yeah, dude. Prisoners. Okay, so that guy. Another filmmaker. Yeah, let that dude direct a Batman film. Yeah. Or, or like, I know, like, look, it's not new, new slate. Matt Reeves had some iconic moments definitely on screen in this film. But he also, I believe, co wrote the script. Yes. And it's not always a good idea to. Batman's personality is so strong that it should be more minds attacking it than just one. Because when you have just one, you're looking at it from like this one point of view. It's like, is he making this decision? Is this something that the canon will go for? Is this something the audience will go for? I, I like Pattinson. I really want to see him. I love them in the lighthouse. I love them mm-hmm. in good time. All these films. He's great. Yeah. I want to see him transform into Bruce Wayne. I hope the next film we don't start off and he's got like a haircut and he's Bruce already. That'd be a mistake. Yeah. Well, no, see, cause I think they kind of set it up. Cause, and that's another thing I loved about this movie. It's like, you know, in any other movie, not even Batman, just in, like superhero alone. And like, I'm thinking like Spider-Man two, like Sam Raimi, mm-hmm. like, he's learning to become Spider-Man and like, Oh, I have to keep my identity. Cause I don't want my family and friends to be in danger. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if this is me, like in this movie, it's like, he's addicted to playing Batman like, or not playing Batman. Like he's addicted to being Batman. Like, cause like I said, you see him in that suit, like 90% of the movie and like, you only get a couple scenes. And I think like maybe three or four decent scenes where he's Bruce yeah. Wayne. And then, even in those scenes where he's Bruce Wayne, and I think they really nail the point home in the funeral scene, is when he overhears Gordon talking to the cops. He's kind of lingering, like he would, like he. And I think yeah. he realizes it in that moment again. Like his face is so good at just displaying an emotion where he sees, oh shit, they might recognize. Like I'm as like, me as ba- I mean, he's, he looks he's just always like Batman. And at the end of the movie, and I, I think I was trying to make the point earlier, and I get so off topic, but. You know, they set him up that in this movie, he's anger, he's vengeance, you know, to the point where people are calling him vengeance and he says, I'm vengeance. But then at the end of the movie, he learns, you know, oh shit, it's not about vengeance. I'm hope, you know, and that like that scene at the end where the uh, helicopter lift comes and takes the one, like she won't let go of him. Like he's like comforting her. Like, again, you see it in his face, in the mask, like it hits him. And then he says, oh, you know, I can be hope. So it's like, it's a Batman movie where you're seeing Batman learn to be Bruce Wayne. Like you're, you get like, you know, his relationship with Alfred in this movie is like kind of strained. And like that bothered me, but then it hit me. It's like, oh, well, wait, we're not there yet. And that's the thing I had to keep saying to myself. Like anytime I question mm-hmm. something, I just had, to, he's not there yet. He's not Bruce Wayne yet. Him and Alfred aren't Bruce and Alfred yet, you I know? know? And, and I think the, the next thing, movie like, is going to, I think the next movie how, will be what old, you want. Dude. I, well, yeah. I hope so. Okay, I, mean, right. yeah, I mean, Batman Begins wasn't what I wanted. Then the Dark Knight was what I want. Right. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I still think that I'm yet to see it. I don't know why they've never done the dark blue and gray suit. Mm-hmm. Black symbol. I would love to see that. I'm the closest we got was Ben is, Affleck. We got the gray and Affleck, black. And, Affleck's going to be dead soon. Did you know that? I think <laughs> they're going to kill him <laughs> off in the flash. Oh, yeah. I think I did read that. Yeah. I, I hope that it's as melodramatic as possible. Like he looks like <laughs> on the cosmic, like he's on the like the cosmic tremor. Like, no. <laughs> It'd be great, you know, but I mean, Michael Keaton comes back. So I'm excited for my Batman to return. And I've seen the pictures yeah. online already. And like that looks. Mm-hmm. Oh. But yeah, I I'm really want to know, like the part that, that scares me the most about this. <laughs> and like. 
I'm sure other Batman fans out there are thinking like, okay, so this Batgirl is the DCEU's version of Batgirl, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. because J.K. Simmons is Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner yeah. Gordon is Batgirl's dad. Right. So that means Michael Keaton is now in the DCEU. He has come here with the Flash. Uh, I hope that, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I hope yeah, that it doesn't I even think come about off that. like, I hope it doesn't come off as being like forced. I hope that the flash Shoehorn, makes yeah. it. Yeah, dude, I really do, man. Cause that worries me in a way. Cause it's like, wait a minute. When they announced that Michael Keaton was in that film, I'm like, but isn't that DCEU? Yeah. Well, that's a good point. I'm right, right. And I just saw that they pushed it back to 2023 now. They pushed the flash Batgirl? and, um, oh, the flashes, babe. Yeah, that I just saw today. The Flash, and I don't, I don't think it was Aquaman. Why, it's not ready? Yeah, I, I don't know, but they said um, they pushed the Flash back to, to 2023 now. But, yeah, I'm excited to see Keaton return. You know he's going to have fun wow. with that. Yeah, I forget what the other film was. I, I, I think it's, I don't want to say Aquaman. Effects. Yeah, maybe something like that. Which is something I else know. I loved in this movie. You know, there wasn't, cgi overkill you know like everything felt that real was kind of nice, tangible yeah. and you know there was some aside from everything else the other two things that i really loved is the cinematography i thought the cinematography i think it's actually the best looking batman film mm-hmm. aside from um dark knight i think dark knight was shot well um and the score i loved the score to me you know there's certain movies like when you when you think back, you always associate with the music. Like, you know, Star Wars, everyone loves Star Wars, or some people. <laughs> but, you know, you think of Star Wars, you know that music. I would even, you know, Superman, the Christopher Reeve Superman, you know that music. Star Trek, some people know that movie. Indiana mm-hmm. Jones, Jaws. You know, you don't have Jaws without that score. And I honestly felt like the score to this movie, like, meshed perfectly. Like, I will yeah. always... Hear that down, music now. Bom, 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 oh, bom, yeah. Even the like the sequence too was kind of wild. Yes, I, I but even the Riddler, the Riddler carnage. music, you know, for yep. for a villain's music, Ava Maria. Yeah, and, and it's got like this operatic singing over, it, and it's very low key. I'm like, man, that's that's awesome. And the Catwoman's theme, I thought was really good. But that Batman theme, dude, I keep the scene I keep thinking back most to, is that introduction where he comes out on the train station the shot, and yeah. that music is pulsating now the first night i saw it in imax then i saw it in dolby oh Digital. wow what was that like oh dude it was awesome i actually enjoyed it more in dolby because i thought the audio was better you know imax wow. is loud and scream but yeah. for some reason i felt that in dolby and by no means Sound i don't better. want thinking people i i or have people thinking i paid for these you know amc a list for life bro know what i'm saying okay but um yeah i like this is a perfect marriage of music and like the film itself because they released some of the music early like way well before mm-hmm. you know and oh, I, wasn't, you know what, dude, I, I, meant I wasn't loving you, it you text me you said um there was a nirvana needle scratch drop or like, oh yeah it? so what, when what he, uh, referring to when he's doing his inner monologue and then something in the way starts playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. when the chorus kicks in, they timed it perfectly where he's on the With bike. With the other one. 
yeah. with the helmet and i was just like oh that's cool but he and looked then, kind of like uh, like he's his grungy look with his hair at his face yeah you know well they mean? said like, that that he was like inspired by kurt cobain but what i loved about it was it wasn't just a needle drop in the sense that like you know oh it's just music for the movie mm-hmm. it's he's actually listening to nirvana, to nirvana. in the yeah, back cave in because the, at in one that point, universe yeah. Yeah, yeah you see him turn the volume down i'm like whoa i'm like he's actually Dude. chilling in the cave listening to nirvana i was like k hill's gonna love that but um i got it wanted to man that's the problem i, feel I like know that's why only, i was like, so I, surprised dude i was so when i left the theater I like my i was like man i'm like i want to know what bob thinks this that middle part nirvana. that middle part i mean like the first 22 minutes i was so into it i was like this is yeah. really i've never seen this type of thing i'm telling you it's like it's got a major problem in the middle there and like i'm shocked at the reviews people mm-hmm. were like oh 85 percent 95 92 yeah. whatever i'm just like to me, I put it at like a 76, 77. Like it's mm. it's got potential to do something in the sequel. I like Pattinson, you know. Yeah. Um I do like the soundtrack, I like the score, I like all that stuff, you know, but mm-hmm. it's like I now, just do you didn't think care about the villains either. I mean, it's like if it was shorter, would you have enjoyed it more, you think? If there was a better plot jump off point than yeah. just finding the rap, because the really at the end of the day, Falcone and he's Jesus and uh, the Big Lebowski. What's his name? Uh, the Jesus. The Jesus. Yeah. The, what, he's also in uh, this really great TV oh, show. John, the uh, oh, uh, John oh, yeah, dude. John Tatori. Yeah, dude, he's great did, in the night of. Did you, uh, dude, I'd love that show. If you're uh, a big fan of like police procedure, watch this show because this show. Another way slow burn. Batman. <laughs> way better than the Batman. It's slow burner, but god damn, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem with it, that. and this is okay. So if you're gonna spend all this time looking for the rat, the relationship between John Tutor's character and the Batman and Edwards, the Riddler character, should have some emotional weight for us as audience members. For us to really have the payoff, the rat has to come into the light, and that rat there was no connection but that I felt between them. Yeah. And I'm just like in screenplay writing, it, they always say that all the characters should all be operating for the same thing, the same goal. Mm. And there's a little bit of that in this film, but there was a couple parts where I'm like, "What? What's this motivation here for?" And like, just to yeah, be, like to have really Edward just be like, "I'm ba- I'm the Riddler now because you're the Batman," but my dad also was this mm-hmm. journalist who had all, who now I'm just deciding to bring this all out, and also I got 500 followers on Instagram who are going to help me uh, blow up the city. Yeah. I got mm-hmm. 505, that, the whole Instagram going live thing. I thought that was tacky. I thought yeah. it just felt like it was like, it reminded me to pull elements of Heath. It felt like they were trying to do the Heath yes. thing at that point. Well, well, yeah, see, God, there's so many thoughts going through my head right now. And I'm like, fuck, I just want to get them all out. But yes, you just said that. And that's one thing I thought of. And speaking of scenes where they're lifting from other movies, they literally, they literally lifted from the dark night with the Joker mm-hmm. releasing the cell phone footage you know and you know oh my god the, yeah, you're right they totally the footage you're wrong. about to see may be disturbing yeah. and it's literally like the same thing where he's got a cop hostage he's filming himself and i'm like man this yeah. is like straight out of the dark night which you know, i appreciate I, see see i have to watch it again because like i i completely forgot about that but i remember being in the theater like what yeah it's literally what? dark night and as good as that da- like i think dana is really good in the movie but i think what kind of hurts him is that they film around him to be Heath Ledger. You know what I mean? Like they want him to be that psychotic. 
Yeah, they you know, do. Yeah, they, let's do what they, they do with Heath yeah. Ledger. You know, let's make him psychotic. Let's make him crazy. Let's base him on the Zodiac killer. And you know, Dano can act his ass off. Let's get our new. Mm-hmm. Let's get our new Heath Ledger, but as the Riddler. Apparently, then, Dano. Uh, he had. It never came on screen, but apparently, he did do this method that his character would mask and tape his face, then put the mask on because oh, he was so scared. Yeah. To and I think there was imagery of that that came out maybe, but Saran so paranoid right? that he would leave. Or, no, it was like masking tape that he would put it on his face oh. because he was so scared that um he would get like hair or like crime scene evidence. Oh, like, on things. okay. So he would, and I thought that was interesting, but it got yeah, cut out of the film. Cool. And the Joker part would have been wow. cool, but I mean, listen, dude, we could, we could chat all all night about this, but unfortunately, the sixty minute window here has ended. Yeah, and uh, for my audience <laughs> out there, directions and music, you guys are my sixty minuteers, so we got to keep it at that. Uh, Brett, it was an interesting journey. I mean, I hope that we get to keep keep doing it as we get older and older, and just keep on living this Batman, you know, seventy five plus year Damn. jubilee dream. You know, I think the movie you wanted it will be the next one. I think. You know what? And let's make a promise right now on the Bobcast in front of the Ouija board. Let's go see the next one together, you and I. I will. Yeah, and then I will we can do a podcast like directly afterwards. Oh, yeah. We'll do like first reactions. I did yeah, that uh, with the Joker once with my friend. And dude, that's the best when you just get that raw reaction and be like, what was that? Mm-hmm. But dude, always a pleasure. Um, Same here, man. Always Thank check you for out Brett me. I mean, besides being a, a Batman fan, he's also a multi-talented musician. Check him out online. I'll put some links down below. My name's Bobby, and this has been another episode of The Bobcast.